Hi there, and welcome to episode 66 of the T21 Mum podcast. My name is Mary, and I'll be your host. And also with me is my good friend and co-host, Ron, who is with me here today. Hey, Mary. How are you? I'm doing not too bad. I, I hear the podiatry thing is an ongoing issue again this week. Um, you had stuff done to your foot. Yes. So I've had the plate in my foot. The one in my leg is permanent. The plate in my foot has been taken out. And how did that go? Was it, was it like painful or did they like, like, I mean, we're into the, we're into the damp rainy season now. Are you being able to tell the change in the weather? Not really, you know, but it went really smoothly. It was a fairly quick procedure. I, I did opt for uh, a spinal as opposed to being under anesthesia, just which meant that I stayed longer in the hospitals until the freezing wore off. But it also meant that I was awake immediately after the surgery and I asked the surgeon, can I see the plate? So, which was kind of cool. And then I said, can you show me the screws too? And then she showed them to me. And I go, wow, those are big. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting slightly smaller, thinner screws, but I did know that they were three centimeters. So I was quite, quite shocked to see how big they actually were. So I'm only and partially bionic now. Okay. And did you get to take the screws and the plate home or are they going to reuse those, recycle them or? Uh, they probably just, you know, go into the garbage. I wish now I had asked to keep them. <laughs> Seems a waste of metal. I know. In our, it, in our recycling world. Yeah. But it was kind of cool to see. So, yeah. And you know, it's, the recovery has been remarkably really well. Uh, very limited pain. So it's going really Physio? great. I'm guessing I'll probably need a little bit after, but I mean, the foot itself is healed. It was just the removal of the plate. And I think it's just a lot of continual stretching to regain the full mobility, which I'm hoping will come back. We'll see. And, and what about things like, does it hurt when you stretch it or? Not too bad. Or rotate it or? A little, but not, yeah. it's not bad, right? Like I feel like almost back to where I was prior to the surgery. Okay. So you'd be yeah. running a marathon next week then? Oh, yeah, not quite, but. <laughs> okay. Um, why don't you tell us about this week's guest, Josh? So Josh, Derek, and I'm not even sure how we ever made contact with each other, but. Did, did you tell me that you'd seen him in other groups? Yeah, I see. Yeah, he's. Oh, you know what, what happened? He's, he obviously listens to the podcast. That's what it is. And he sent me a long email several months ago about some of the different advocacy things that he's involved in. And I thought it would be great to have him on the podcast, but I actually did not know that he had Down syndrome. And I only found that out because of a comment that he put on a post that I just happened to see that, you know, he said he referred to himself as having Down syndrome. And I go, oh, I I didn't know that. And I thought it would be great to have him. So he's quite articulate then. Oh yeah. And you know, he, he'd have these long emails and messages to me and he would always invite me to all these various advocacy groups that he partakes in. And, you know, and I have gone to some and, you know, he's very involved in the Down syndrome community. So it was really fun to chat with him and to finally meet him and, and just to, see what he's all about. 
Okay, let's go talk to Josh. Okay. Today on the T21 Mom podcast, I'm very excited to have on as our guest today, Down Syndrome Advocate Josh Derrick. Welcome, Josh. Hi, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. I'm so glad that we were finally able to connect and actually meet over Zoom. And I know that we've been messaging each other for a long time now, and it's really exciting to have you on today. And, you know, Josh, you are our, you know, this is the T21 Mom podcast, but you're actually our first person on that's had that has Down syndrome. So that's pretty exciting for us. I, I have think. a form of it. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So Josh, you're very involved in the Down syndrome community in so many different ways. But first, can you tell us a little bit about you? Yes, yes. So, uh, so I, I, I've been in the, um, the, the I've been part of the, the uh, uh, Down syndrome community for, uh, for a little over, um, a little over the past two decades now. Mm -hmm. And has I I had my first encounter with the uh, with someone else with Down syndrome when I was in um uh, uh, I was in um uh, element uh, here that's called um uh, elementary school mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and we um and I have been friends with them um through um elementary and high school mm -hmm. and i'm still somewhat friends with them i, I don't get i it's been a while since i have seen them last almost a little over two years now it's like that for a lot of people because of covid and so outside of your advocacy what kind of things do you like to do do you have any brothers and sisters josh uh i have a I do have a older brother, mm -hmm. which I do. I have been keeping in touch with them uh, very often. Mm -hmm. I yeah, I see them just on just mostly on the weekends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what other things do you like to do, Josh? Well, mostly, mostly one of the things that I really enjoy doing is uh my uh volunteer work through uh, an organization called uh, Gigi's Playhouse. Yeah, and I, lots of people know about Gigi's. We don't have Gigi's up here in Canada, but maybe one day we'll <laughs> But I maybe know. one day I we'll know. Have. Hmm? I know I've been hearing I've been hearing that a lot of um advocacy groups are working on bringing uh Gigi's up that way up to Canada but it's just yes but yes and I've been hearing that well to bring a Gigi someplace it takes a lot of um volunteer work fundraising and a lot of um just a lot of love yes exactly a lot of love I love that so you're involved in lots of different advocacy and down syndrome groups like Gigi's yes. Playhouse and also Angels and, in, Angels in Disguise to name just a um, few. Mm -hmm. Why? I'm not, I'm quite involved. I not quite as involved with them as I am with the other organizations. Mm -hmm. So they're on. They're uh, They're more. They're um. They're a bit of a on the uh, 
other side of things. Mm-hmm. Who? Uh, in, angels, angels in disguises. They're not yeah. quite as big as everybody else. That's okay. You can be small or big. It doesn't matter, right? Right. And but yeah, I'm involved in a lot of uh, national organizations like the, 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 the National Down Syndrome Society, the National Down Syndrome Congress, and the National, um, the National Down Syndrome Advocacy Coalition, the National Association for Down Syndrome. Oh, wow. You're involved in a lot. And so and why, why is this I'm important? also involved in several other, um, um, I mean, also involved in several other uh, Down Syndrome uh, advocacy groups in, um, in my area and in uh, two other states. Wow, you're, you're a busy man, Josh. And so why is this important to you to be involved in all these different organizations? Yeah, well, it helps me to connect too with others with uh, a Down syndrome out there. And, mm -hmm. um, and again, I mean, I've just been a bit more uh, uh, fascinated in other people with any, with all forms of Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I just, I, I mean, I developed, a, I developed, a, a, I developed, I fell in love with them, uh, of people with Down syndrome. And, um, and I've been um, advocating for people with Down syndrome for um, many years now. Well, that was actually my next question was, when did you start? becoming an advocate and so obviously for a number of years now and what kind yes, of at least uh for uh, just about 15 years so quite a while wow and so what compelled you to start becoming an advocate josh a close friend of mine with down syndrome that i went to high school with um got me involved in a um in an advocacy organization called sanny's which stands for the Self-Advocacy Association of New York State. And they are the largest um, self, they're the largest statewide self-advocacy association in the entire country. And uh, we serve, um, and they serve, um, they serve hundreds of self-advocates from uh, my area in upstate New York down all three through to um, uh, New York City and the Long Island area. Wow, that's really incredible. That's fantastic, Josh. And so, so I um, I joined my first um, my first uh, self advocacy group through my through a close friend of mine with Down syndrome. What was that first group that you joined? It was called, it's called the Friends for the Future Self-Advocacy mm -hmm. Group, which right now I'm not too sure if they are still around or not. Okay, well, maybe we need to find that out because that sounds like a, an awesome organization and I love the name. So we'll definitely yeah, chat to were, see. Yeah, unfortunately though, they're more of a, um, when I was part of them, they're more of a, um, a closed, uh, a closed group. Oh, I see. So, okay. 
because they were um, tied with an, uh, with an agency and only people who received uh, service supports and services from the agency could be part of that group. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah, but there's some other groups that I'm, but since upon joining that group, I learned more about uh, other um, self-advocacy groups in the area and about the, the self-advocacy association. Okay, so that and so that worked out well then, because you obviously are involved in so many advocacy groups. So it just sort of expanded your network. And sometimes that's all it takes is just getting involved in one group, and you can meet so many different people, and and then it opens up doors to to other groups, which is what sounds like what happened with you. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. But, um, yeah. So, it was what? my friend from elementary school that um they had introduced me to another friend with down syndrome and they uh, in in high school and then and that person was the one who got me involved in the the self in um self heresy awesome and so they they were part of a um of a um self they were part of the self heresy group and then they got me involved in that and then mm -hmm. they also helped me to get involved in a uh, planning committee that they are part of for a regional um, self-advocacy conference. Oh, and wow. I have been part of that. I've been part of that, um, plan that conference's uh, planning committee now for the past 14 years. Wow, that's amazing. Well, that sounds like a great uh, conference to be a part of, I think. That sounds pretty awesome. It is. We usually have, well, for a while, we had over um, 500 self-advocates from just across our little, just across the region mm -hmm. come to our um, conference. Some, some groups traveled, some groups traveled a couple hours just to come to our conference because it served, because our conference covers their area. Yeah, well, and also because it's so important to them, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. But our conference, yeah, right. But our conference is also open to um, anybody. So Same anyone? With, yeah, anyone. So anyone no can join. where they're from. Oh, okay. That, that's awesome. Besides with the regional conference, they also open, help open me up to our, um, to the the statewide self um conference, which mm -hmm. I which I attended my first statewide conference in um at it was uh November um it was November of 2015 I attended my first statewide conference and it was a lot of fun. Oh, wow. That... I got to meet so many other self-advocates mm -hmm. from across the state, from my area, all the way down to New York, New York City and the Long Island area. And these would be advocates, not just people with Down syndrome, but advocates for all sorts of disabilities. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. What do yeah, you like? They are part, part of the... Um, the, the South Advocacy Association, they're all part of the, um, the, the grassroots for the organization. 
Wonderful. And Josh, so what do you like most about being an advocate? Is it meeting all these different people or making Mostly change? That, yeah. But also too being being able to to also um connect with our um with leader with the, our leaders from uh, our state capitals and and leaders from our um from uh, Washington DC. Wow. So that kind of leads into my next question, which is, can you tell me a time when something, you know, really positive happened because of all your advocacy work? Well, I have been um, helping to uh, open doors to many different things, especially something here that we have in the, in the in the U.S. called um, self-determination. And it is where uh, a person with a, a disability, it's where a self-advocate could um, hire their own, um, their own um, uh, supports and services. Oh, that's and wonderful. They would get a, um, they would have, they would usually get a, um, they would usually get a budget and they could use that and, they could uh, use that budget to uh, help purchase services, like where which they can use it to um to hire their own um their own support staff, or they can use it to help them with um getting getting around town or getting to other states. Wow! Oh, that's wonderful! Wow, you've done. Or if there's any classes that they want to take or mm -hmm. health clubs they want to join. Wow, like you've done so much, Josh. That's incredible, like way more than I've done. That's awesome. Now, on on Sunday, so today, well, on Sunday evenings, you're part of a, kind of a fun event on Facebook Live. Can, yes. Can you tell us a little bit about it? I, I've. I've caught yes, it a few times. Yes, I participate. Yes, I usually help out in a live show that's put on by um, two close friends of mine. Mm -hmm. The show is called Salt, called Salty Sunday Live, mm -hmm. and my friend, well, a close, another close friend of mine started the um started the company, and she started it for their love of the oceans mm -hmm. and for and um how it connects and um pretty much for just for the love of the oceans but my friend also has a um she also has a young son with uh, down syndrome mm -hmm. and she used and she was she started the they started the company to help to help out their um their son with uh, Down syndrome, and their son and their son um grew start um their son grew and their company started uh flourishing even more, and because they um they started as a small just as a, a small uh, business mm -hmm. over in uh in uh, Louisville Kentucky. And now they've moved their um, business to um, 
a place called Merkel Island, Florida. Okay. And, and um, so they do a live show on every on their on their Facebook page um every Sunday called um Salty Sunday Live mm -hmm. and some and sometimes um the um their the Sun with Down syndrome pops on the show either live in person or they will have them there by uh FaceTime. And what is it that they sell, Josh? They well, my friend makes uh, jewelry out of um, sea glass, sea glass, and um, shelves. Yeah, they're and they also cool. make um, different um, art. Uh, they also make different um, art um, pieces too, out of um, sea glass, shelves, and uh, driftwood. Oh, very cool! Very cool. So we can. Certainly... I have some of their. Um, I have some of their. Um, uh, their jewelry with me. Oh, awesome. Well, we'll certainly put a link in our show notes so people can find them. Yeah. This we'll... is some of it. Oh, very you cool. Well, our listeners can't mm -hmm. see it because, but we're on Zoom. So very nice. I love it. That's yeah. awesome. So Josh, you're so involved in the disability community and the Down syndrome community. How would you describe your life as someone with Down syndrome? I think my my life's been my life's been going um pretty good so uh pretty good so far. Mm -hmm. I think I mean, but just this COVID, all this COVID stuff is kind of been taking a little. It's been kind. Of, it's been making things a little bit more uh, difficult for me. Oh. You're not alone there, Josh. It's made it difficult for many, I think all of us. But would you would you say your life is pretty awesome? It has been. I mean, but since with everything now being online, it's 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 making it a lot easier for me to um to connect more with people. Cause since um I attend a lot of um um online uh virtual hangout opportunities um every week some of them are most of them that i attend are put on by the self-advocacy association mm -hmm. but then there's other ones that i attend to that are put on by like um uh a, an organization called best buddies mm -hmm. i've attended things put on by the national down syndrome society the national down syndrome congress Mm -hmm. Gigi's Playhouse. Wow. So you've obviously met tons of people from all over. I would and assume. some famous people too. Oh, like who? I've met an, an actor with Down syndrome by the mm -hmm. name of Chris Bird, who was mm -hmm. on the TV show yep. called Life Goes On. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. I've met him. I've also met another uh, famous person with Down syndrome by the name of Megan Bombers, who was on the TV mm -hmm. show called Born This Way. Yeah, yeah, love it. I've also met, um, I've also met three others too uh, from the TV show Born This Way. I've met, um, I've met um, Megan, I've met, um, I met Sean, um, Sean from Born mm -hmm. This Way, mm -hmm. and I've met, um, I've met um, John Tucker from Born This Way. 
Oh, that's awesome. He's the rapper. That's so awesome. Yeah, I met both um, John and um, Sean at the National Down Syndrome Society's um, Buddy Walk on Washington Conference uh, back in um, April of 2017. Oh, fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you've met a lot more famous people than I have. So that that's awesome. And now, there's another famous person too with Down syndrome, mm -hmm. which they are quite well, that I'm, I actually get to see quite often. And mm -hmm. um, everybody's, lots of people across the, across the planet have heard of, have heard of them. The person's name is um, Sujit Desai, and he's a musician with Down syndrome. He's performed in uh, he's performed in forty six states in the U.S. and eighteen countries around the world. Wow! Wow! That's he amazing. He plays um, eight musical instruments. Oh, that's incredible! Wow. Well, I'll. Yes. I'll have to certainly look him up. I haven't heard of him, but I'm certainly going to look him up because that, that sounds pretty awesome. I can't play anything. And so, mm -hmm. and he lives just an hour and he lives just an hour down the road from me. Oh, wonderful. So you guys are somewhat in close proximity, not, not too, too close, but not too far away. That's wonderful. It used wonderful. to be a little closer in proximity, but, but that was almost two years ago. Okay. Well, people move. That's okay. You could now with everything online, it's easy to connect. Like you said, that's the one, I guess, one of the benefits of COVID that we've all learned to, to connect in different ways. Now mm -hmm. I've taken part in some of your, your advocacy, advocacy groups, and I think they're pretty awesome. And I really enjoy hearing from others that are in your different groups, not just those with Down syndrome, like what's important to them, the challenges they are facing and what's important to those in the disability community, which, mm -hmm. you know, which I think is oh, yeah. really important. And there's a lot of stuff out there that we're all advocating for a big thing, two big things that were, that we've been advocating a lot for mm -hmm. is the, um, uh, is public transportation mm -hmm. and, um, something called the, um, something called the here in the New York, well, in the States, it's called, um, it's called HCBS, which stands for Home and Community-Based Services. Mm -hmm. it, and it is a major uh, funding source. And it's, it's the, uh, it's the, um, it comes from, um, and it comes from um, uh, uh, Medicaid and, um, and with that, and that is something that we, a lot of advocates across the country have been fighting for mm -hmm. is the, um, the HCBS waiver, because um, there's people in our um, Congress who are trying to um, kind of, um, they're trying to uh, limit some, they're trying to limit access to it. And it's hurting a lot of people with uh, disabilities everywhere across mm. the country. Yeah. Because without the HCBS funding, many of us, many of us with disabilities can't live on our own. 
Right. And, and there's we'd many have who... to go, we would have, without that funding, we'd all end up either with family, a mm -hmm. close friend, or even worst cases, and then um, either in a nursing home mm -hmm. or an institution. Yeah, we don't want that, right? We want no. Does we that want, be taking steps backwards? Exactly, and we want our kids to be able to choose how they want to live. You right. Know, if they want to live on their own, or if they want to live with others, or if, you know, if they need some assistance. Yeah, we all want that for our but kids. For a while, I used to live a bit closer towards my uh, family on my dad's side, but um, trans. But I became and bit more involved with the organizations out where I am now. And um, uh, transportation started becoming a bit of an issue for me. Mm -hmm. So I decided to move a bit closer to where all my other activities are. Right. So I can be able to get to them a lot more easier. And plus on top of that too, my, um, my dad works um, about 20 minutes down the road from where I live at. Oh, so awesome. I still get to see a lot of my family on the weekends. That's wonderful. Yeah, because I mean, my dad would come and get me from my place and mm -hmm. then I would go to his place on the weekends. So that way and so and um with me going out there, he usually brings me out to see my grandparents, one of one of my um three aunts and one of my two uncles. And I am also to see my um my brother and some um some old some old friends of mine. That's awesome. And so you because you're able to have that choice, right? Yeah, that's wonderful. So what do you think is the most important thing in your advocacy work? My my the most important thing I can think of. It's just letting it's just letting the community know teaching more teaching the uh, community more about us how how we are how uh, people with disabilities are more alike than different mm -hmm. how we all have the same the same kind of feelings and that we just we want people to see us for who we are. Oh, you not, said it perfect. Not just not just look at us and then walk away. We want people to come up to us, say hi to us. Yes. Yeah, you said it perfectly, Josh. That's exactly right. And I, I love what you said to, you know, more like than different. You want people to acknowledge you, say hello, you know, because and I think, you know, from my own personal experience with having my daughter Ainsley, is I think sometimes people are scared. They're scared of what they don't know. So they just turn and walk away because mm -hmm. they're afraid they might say the wrong thing or they don't know what to say. But in for me personally, and probably same to you is come and say hello, you know, ask me questions. You know, I'm not gonna be offended just because that's our opportunity to educate and kind of like what you're doing with your advocacy. It's like educating people and teaching them, you know, like you said, we're more alike than different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And another advocacy group that I'm also that I'm 
I involved in out by me. My group in the, my group did something really big uh, very recently. And that was, um, so the group is called Campaign D mm -hmm. and their mission is to help to uh, break down any stigmas or barriers that are out there about people with disabilities. Mm -hmm. And one big thing that they, and Sutton, and they did something really big um, just last weekend. What was it? There is a, um, so there is an, a, uh, a nature trail that, there is a special nature trail that's out by me. Mm -hmm. And this nature trail is the first of its kind anywhere. It's called, the nature trail is called the Autism Nature Trail, or also known as the Ant Trail. Okay. <laughs> it's the, again, it's the first nature trail of its kind anywhere. And so what makes it different than another nature trail? What makes it different? This trail was inspired by a person on the autism spectrum. Mm -hmm. And um, and uh, what inspired the, and cause they're, um, so the, um, yeah, so it, um, yeah, it was inspired by a person with autism and mm -hmm. the, um, the parents, were not um, had notice of how interested the um of the um they were noticing a special connection that their son with autism had with um the outside world mm -hmm. and how they love being outside in the woods and a group of other uh, parents who also have um as sons and daughters or other relatives on the autism spectrum um, came together and they wanted to have a, uh, a nature trail at, at the, um, at the, um, at the, uh, the most popular, um, they wanted to have a special nature trail and they wanted it to be built at the number one rated state family-friendly state park in the country, which is called Letcher State Park. Mm -hmm. And which Letcher State Park is a half hour um, south of me. Okay, and so is it in, is it in New York yeah, State then? In New York, yes, it's in New York State. And the trail um, opened up um, last week, uh, Friday, which my, um, most of my group was there in force for its grand opening. So just the beginning of October, 2021, it opened. So that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. But the trail has have been um, three years in the making. Mm -hmm. Are there special things in the trail, like maybe sensory things? Like Yes, lots of sensory things. Oh, and it's, um, And it's, it, it's, um, it's uh, ADA approved, which mm -hmm. ADA is the Americans with Disabilities Act. Yeah. So it's an ADA approved trail. So anybody, anybody with any kind of disability can go down it. That's fantastic. Well, I'm definitely going to look that up. That is sounds so amazing. So did you get to walk the trail when it, when they did the opening? I unfortunately, um, 
No, I wasn't able to make it out there for it's for when they had the um, opening. I didn't have a right there. Oh, okay, but hopefully you can get down there soon. Oh yes, yes. My dad and I are planning a little. My dad and I are planning a little road trip over there. Oh, that's great! I will love to hear about it once you yeah, go. My dad doesn't live that far from there. He lives. He's about twenty minutes from the um the north entrance of the park. Oh, fantastic! Well, when you go, let me know how it goes, okay? Because I'd love to hear about it. Because you're. But yeah, there's lots of pictures of it everywhere, and um, I mean the park itself, the park itself, it's very well known across the country. Mm -hmm. It's home. It's home of the um the Grand Canyon of the East mm -hmm. and along with um, 27 waterfalls. Wow. Including the tallest waterfall, including the tallest waterfall on the entire East Coast. Wow, fantastic. I'm sure it's amazing. So yeah, I bet you can't oh, yeah. wait. Yeah, it sounds awesome. It sounds incredible. Yeah, I can't wait to look it up. So that's that's pretty cool. And I'm sure we can put a link in our show notes for that as well. If people want to want to check it out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. two thumbs up, right? <laughs> so, Josh, you are so involved in all these different advocacy groups. And I'm sure lots of people know who you are because of all the work that you do, which is really fantastic. Yeah, but I would like more. I mean, I would really like to connect with more people out there too. I mean, I'm up for I'm up for speaking at conferences anywhere. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's wonderful. So if people want to get involved in advocacy and the different things that you're involved in, where can they can they contact you or what should they do? Well, if they're in a well, I know one of the things I had mentioned to you about was the some of the uh the virtual programs that i tend to mm -hmm. um because there there's ones i tend there's um virtual things i attend through sani through the south Africa association or sani's and mm -hmm. there's other things i tend through uh best buddies and um uh Gigi's playhouse um G if anybody's interested in attending things through Gigi's. They mm -hmm. could um, they could um, um go on to the uh, the Gigi's website because mm -hmm. they have um, and because they have a um, they have a section on the website where they have um links to all their uh virtual programs. Okay, wonderful. Which are open to um anybody. Mm -hmm. And um. And for um, the South Advocacy Association um, and their uh, virtual um, hangout opportunities, they could go on to the Sandy's website and find it out that way, or they could contact me and I could put them in touch with somebody, with, the, um, with one of the um, uh, coordinators of those virtual um, uh, opportunities. And how there's another group too that I'm part of through Gigi's Playhouse, and mm -hmm. that group is becoming um quite well known now. Mm -hmm. But our group, it's our group name though, 
No other playhouse in the country has anything like that. And what's it called? Our group, when we started, was called the Gigi's Ambassadors Club. Mm -hmm. And our, our group is more of, and we are, when we, joined, when we started the Ambassador Club, we wanted to be a voice for Gigi's Playhouse mm -hmm. everywhere. Yeah. And, um, and um, since by doing that, two other, um, three other Playhouses also started a uh, ambassadors, ambassadors Club. But now with everything going virtual and all that, the Gigi's uh, Ambassadors have uh, all have a new name now that was started through the national uh, Gigi's Playhouse. So we're now being known as a, as the Epic Club. Okay. I can't quite remember what it stands for, but it's on the Gigi website. But if any, but the Gigi's Playhouse out by me, we have the Epic Ambassadors Club. Oh, we wow. We have the only one of its kind anyway. <laughs> So if any, and anybody with Down syndrome is more than welcome to join with us. Okay. We meet online on um, Microsoft Teams every mm -hmm. um, every Monday evening at mm -hmm. six o'clock Eastern time. Okay. Or what? So it'd be whatever time and their area, but mm -hmm. six Eastern here. And do they and find do they find that on the Gigi's uh, website? They would have, in order for them to get involved with that, they would have to contact the Gigi's Playhouse out by me, which is um, Gigi's, Play, Gigi's Playhouse Rochester. Okay. And they would have to send an email to the, um, they would have to send an email to our, um, our site coordinator, who is um, Donna Rutsch. Okay. And she could uh, help get them um, set up. Um, they, and she could help them with um, joining the um, Gigi's uh, Epic Ambassadors Club. Oh, fantastic. And, and if people want to connect with you, Josh, how can they find you? I know you're on Facebook. Is that how Mostly, people? Yeah, it's just on Facebook. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm also Microsoft Teams or I'm on Zoom. Okay. So if, but if people want to find you, they should go to Facebook to find you and then they can connect with you that way. They could that way, but I'll, I mean, outside of Facebook, I mean, I mean, I'm, a, I mean, I'm, I like to try and connect people more too outside of Facebook. And so how I mean, do they do that? They can invite me to speak at at one of their um, at one of their groups or okay. or any or any uh, event they're putting on. Okay. I but, mean, I'm willing. I'm willing to travel. Okay. Yeah, travel I restrictions used, are lifting. Yeah. Because I used to do because before all the COVID stuff, I used to do a lot of traveling, mm -hmm. especially to um the states of um, Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, um, Illinois, uh, Virginia. Oh, wow. You've been all over, Josh. That's amazing. That's wonderful. So, mm -hmm. but, uh, but 
But I usually, how I usually get around though, is on the um, is on the train. Oh wow! I don't really quite like flying as much. <laughs> I'd rather travel by train. Yeah. Because it's because it's the best one of the best ways to see the rest of the country. It's the most scenic way to travel. Mm -hmm. And plus, with riding on the train, there's so many uh, amenities that you get on a train than you get on a bus or on an airplane. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Because the train's out by me. Um, we they have a for the trains out by me. There's like two restrooms in every car, which one of them is um fully um accessible, mm -hmm. and there's a water fountain also in every car, and 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 the trains come with a uh, a lot, and all the trains come with a um well some well. Yeah, all the trains come with a um a cafe car. So if they want if somebody wants to grab a snack or something warm to drink, mm -hmm. they just walk down to the cafe car. Awesome. But other but a lot of the long distance um trains usually have a um dining car, a mm -hmm. sleeper. Some of them even have a observation car. Oh, cool. I've never done that on a train. I've traveled by train a few times. It's awesome. Wow, Josh, I've really enjoyed our conversation and finding out about all the different work and that you do and all the different groups that you're involved in. I think it's really incredible. And I just really want to thank you for coming on today. And I'm so glad that we've been finally able to have this conversation. I also, um, I also uh i've also been taking um two uh uh dance classes i there's one that i'm taking for people with disabilities mm -hmm. uh in person which that one is in my area and it's next door to uh, uh Gigi's playhouse but we i mean people are more than welcome to join with us too uh virtually if they want mm -hmm. Because we do have, because they do have um, both, they do have um, hybrid options mm -hmm. where people could choose to either attend in person or attend by virtual. Oh, awesome. And there's another dance class that I attend on um, Friday, on Friday mornings. Mm -hmm. And that, that dance class is open to anybody anybody with um, down syndrome anywhere okay and and um but that um that dance class is only held just on um, by virtual okay so it's only it's only held online mm -hmm. and that dance class too is also led by a choreographer who performs on um broadway in new york city i i know i was in one of them I, I I remember participating in one of those dance classes. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed oh, it. Yeah, yeah. So it was yeah, great. I really loved that one. A lot of my friends from uh, Angels in the Skies helped me with getting involved in that group. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And they're still they're still kicking away at those dances every uh, <laughs> Friday morning at eleven o'clock Eastern time on um, Zoom. And so, how do they? How does somebody find? out about that dance class they can find out for me i could send send them 
I mean, I could send them the Zoom information. Okay. And is it, who is it through the dance but class? They cannot, those dance classes are through an organization called Down Syndrome of Louisville. Oh, okay. But anybody can or join. Down Syndrome of Louisville is how it's <laughs> technically pronounced. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. Well, we got so many links to put in the show notes, but we'll put in as many as we can. But, you know, thank you so much, Josh, for coming on today and sharing about your life with Down syndrome. And as you told me before we started that you also- but I have a form of Down syndrome, mm -hmm. but a lot of people, but um, for some, yeah, but a lot of the paperwork that I have for a lot of services have me down as having um, Asperger syndrome. Right. So you actually have the dual diagnosis, which a lot of people with Down syndrome have, like my daughter. But Ainsley. they just, I mean, you don't really um, quite see all that in, in, in me though. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. Right. Right. But you still identify as someone who has Down syndrome, right? Well, yes. A lot of people just know me as a her as an advocate with um, Asperger's syndrome. And that's okay. Right. But they all but they also know me too as being an advocate for those with Down syndrome as well. Yeah, and that's fantastic. And we love and that's that. That's kind of like what how I'd like other people to know me as just because I don't really like I don't really like discussing much about my uh, uh the disabilities i want people to see me as being an advocate a public mm -hmm. speaker a dancer and just as josh right yes yeah and that's what we all want for our kids is we want people to see them as for who they are their diagnosis is doesn't define them it's just I a finish, part of who they are yeah because I usually keep all, any of those diagnosis stuff a bit more outside of things. Well, but now we all know. <laughs> yeah. And I appreciate you sharing that, Josh. Yeah, but I just, I'm still a little nervous though about having it, just having it out there though. But you're doing just fine. And people are knowing who you are through your advocacy work. And, you know, and, and people will hear about you on the podcast and that's pretty awesome. Right. But I mean, again, I just, I'm much more happier if people know me just by my name than by my advocacy work, not mm -hmm. by my diagnosis or anything like that. And that's totally fine. And that's what we want for our kids as well. Yeah. Cause again, again, it's just, I mean, I just, I just don't want people knowing me by a disability or a label. That's exactly right. And that's All what I know is labels can be put on jars or other <laughs> goods, just yep. not on people. Yeah, I love that. That's exactly right. And that's the one thing too. I mean, that's a big thing that a lot of the organizations I'm a um, member, I'm a member of are all I'm advocating for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Josh. I appreciate your time today and for sharing your story. And I look forward to chatting with you more. Absolutely. Thanks, Josh. Absolutely.
So Josh is quite active in the community. Oh, very much so. You know, he's often doing back-to-back Zooms. And in one way, it's allowed him to be with all of the pandemic, it's really allowed him to almost be more active because so much is online now. So he can do multiple things like one after the other, as opposed to having to go to each event or opportunity, I guess. So it's allowed him to really be very active in the Down syndrome community in so many different ways. And, and it was a real pleasure to finally meet him and and have a chat with him. Okay. Well, thanks to Josh for introducing himself to us. We appreciate his time. Yeah. And like we chatted about in the episode, if people want to contact him, they can. And, you know, to get more info on the different uh, activities that he's involved in, I'm sure he'd be more than happy to connect with you. Okay. Well, why don't you take us on out of this one? All righty. Thanks for listening to the T21 Mom podcast. And as always, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at info at t21mom.com or find me on Facebook or I'm also on Instagram and Twitter at trisomy21mama. Tell me your stories, what's going on in your life, what's important to you. And also it would mean a lot if you would subscribe and leave a review so we can become more searchable for others in the downstream syndrome community keep on loving on your rocking kiddos and we will see you next time see you mary bye ron bye